0: And we're back with another good take, bad take. I'm the host, Brandon Chapman, along with my co-host Johnny Lupinacci. No, Johnny's not here. Instead, nah,
1: Johnny, it's Johnny's, Johnny Lupinacci.
0: Johnny's faking sick, by the way. Uh, he he just didn't he didn't want to take the the grief that would come with this ranking. But I'm joined by Emmett Brizgornia, Briz-Gornia, B-G. <laughs> we call him BG. Uh, affectionately, lovingly, we call you B.G. Namaste. B.G. was just at the Rose Bowl for the WSU-UCLA game, and so uh, you're fresh off of visiting another stadium. So since Johnny's faking sick, I thought it would actually be a good idea to have you come on. (laughs) Uh, You've been to multiple Pac-12 stadiums. So today, diving right in, we've got a a list put together on Athlon Sports, ranking the Pac-12's college football stadiums. Just the introduction says fall Saturdays are special. Small towns, huge crowds, tailgating, bands, cheerleaders, and students and student sections are just a few of the reasons college football is the best sport on the planet. When campuses jump to life across the nation each weekend in the fall, college stadiums become a staging ground for histories. For history, there are a variety of ways to evaluate the greatness of a stadium. So I'm going to read this, and then we will talk what is What is our definition of of a great stadium so that we can appropriately rank what what they're doing? Huge attendance numbers, home field advantage in a win loss column, rich traditions, picturesque landscapes and amenities are just a few of the aspects that must be considered to rank so many great college football cathedrals. So for you, BG, I mean, what what defines a good stadium? Well, it's a balance, obviously. I think
2: you don't want just all history. You don't want just all new amenities. um, I mean, seating arrangements, location. I think that's a big, big thing that we can see on the list has been prioritized, just where the location of the stadium is in retrospect, or in, in the view of where the campus is, um, there 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 are a multitude of factors that play into it um but at the end of the day what is the game day experience does it enhance it does it belittle it what i think that's the main what puts brackets in different tiers for stadiums
0: yeah that is that is a good uh list i think for me too, the history is one that I, I would be really interested to yeah. to talk about. I mean having spent time at the Rose Bowl, you, you get you get stadiums that are just old. I mean last week we did a ranking the MLB teams, right? So you look at some major league teams right like Boston Red Sox right they're playing in Fenway Park. That is a absolutely historic park, right If, uh, if you go to Fenway, it's really not comfortable at all. Mm-mm. In fact, this was not made for a fat guy like me. These seats are made for like half of me, uh-huh. right? I mean, if I sat down in the seat, basically the armrest is going up one, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not great. It's like a United a Airlines. It's a
2: United Airlines flight
0: of uh, baseball. Yeah, and, and this is just when people were, in general, a lot smaller. Uh, and and so you, you take that into consideration, but there is a history there. And so do you, do you allow a park like Fenway to have those misgivings where if something's built in the 70s, for example, and it's like this, we're like, this place is a dump, right?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and it's a reminder too. It's like, these seats were small. What was it like back in the day? What would this game be like if we played it 100 years ago? Yeah. Um, and I think it also has to do with what fan bases are coming to town. So like for the Cougs, the first ever Rose Bowl that the Cougs played Brown and won in 1916, July 1st, 1916, and like I, when going up to the press box in the Rose Bowl, that's the Keith Jackson press box. I mean, we have a Jackson Hall named after the Mur- or the the College of Communication alumni, and so I think that. Depending on what fan base you are, there's there's gonna you're gonna have certain tidings to the history of it.
0: Yeah, and, and just for just for full disclosure, right? We are both on the campus of Washington State University. You yep. are a student. You are also in student radio, which, uh, which is what allowed you to go down to the Rose Bowl, you know, the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Uh, and I am a staff and faculty both here, adjunct faculty and the full-time staff uh, at Washington State University, but I am also an alumnus, right, because I, I graduated here uh, as well. So and- um, interestingly enough, I, I did a search and found a list that somebody else had put out there and of course it was on a colorado uh, bo- like blog and of course oh. who what was the number one stadium right was colorado now that may be be a, the number one stadium for a lot of people actually it's a it's a fantastic stadium but it's hard to disassociate your own sub- subjectivity right yeah and so i want to be very clear that we, when both of us are are doing this um, to the listener we we are going to be as Here's what my, my hero, my broadcast hero, Dave Niehaus said, because he was often accused of being a homer, so to speak, <laughs> right, for the Seattle Mariners. He said, I am as objective as my subjectivity allows. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. So there you go. Hey, this one's a weird one because actually it's a little older. Uh, so there are some things that, uh, that I want to throw that asterisk on here, the caveat that if it's a bad take, could it be updated, right? So this was on mm. athletic Sports, but it was in 2013. We know that one of the stadiums has, uh, has been uh, upgraded quite a bit. Rice Eccles was upgraded. Uh, Research Stadium has received an, a nice big uh, upgrade. Yep. Uh, so that and then Martin Stadium, in, since then, since 2013, that football ops building was done, uh, which didn't exist before. It was open. It was open air. You could see right to the practice field, actually.
2: Well, and then I, I I guess they changed the name to Sun Devil Stadium to like Mountain America or something like that, and they had upgrades to their press box and and whatnot too. So I think so.
0: Should we even do this one, or should we find a new one? We should find one live, live on air. We're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna pivot because <coughs> we we just we just are. We're gonna pivot. So so I will say that this one had uh it had WSU it had Martin Stadium as number 12 on the list it had Rice Eccles as number 11 on the list it had I guess had Arizona State and then it had Racer Stadium as you know as number nine uh so but there are a few more that I found that I thought were really intriguing actually so let me pull one of these up and actually I kind of part of me kind of says you know what part I, I say to myself, self. Maybe we should do the Colorado one just because uh, you know it would be interesting. Mash uh,
2: on primetime.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, no, I I, and I was looking at this list and I and my first thoughts just looking at it, going from twelve to one was, this is like based on size. I mean, twelve the capacity for Martin Stadium is thirty-two thousand, and then Rice Eccles was 45,000 and then Arizona Arizona's stadium which in the University of Arizona plays at 51 and then 50,000 and then like it, it continuously got up in size Do you think as that we they moved were on.
0: they were tricked into being a one one trick pony on this one like as they grew up like bigger in size they just they also ranked them bigger in yeah i like, guess better
2: yeah, and I guess that enhances the game day atmosphere if it is a sold out crowd. And that's the other thing too. It's like that stadium, like uh, Snapdragon Stadium, that uh, the Aztecs just built. Awesome, complete. Like it's one of the coolest stadiums in college football now. But th- it needs to be sold out for it to truly give its its grandiose. If if you only have twenty thousand fans in a seventy thousand seated stadium then it's not a accurate representation of like uh like a game day atmosphere like it's it's just it's like a bringing a wet fart to a a a sewer treatment plant yeah, you just
0: cold fart in church yeah you don't you don't want to it's okay so here's one here's one that that we're going to do then and I'm going to send this to you kay. uh actually right now this one is by West Coast CFB and it, it is newer it was it was written in 2020, so mm. the only, you know, I, I'm thinking of Research Stadium, right, has has um, gone through some updates. So all that to say is we just have to take that into consideration and a little compassion on somebody if, for some reason, we think it is a bad take. So uh, West Coast CFB, our author is Nick Batty, and as he writes in the sub title the pac 12 is in a continual arms race we examine where teams stand in 2020 but not for long like that arms mm. race it's a it's a whole other thing now it's it's definitely a two-sided uh, affair with with the Cougs and beeves against the uh, other 10 that could and, be uh, a Two-hour, it's, it's a fight for it's a fight for money, absolutely. Yeah. Number twelve on the list, they've got Washington State. The facilities have greatly improved, but recruiting to Pullman will always be difficult. Martin Stadium is a special place to take in a football game on a Saturday night, but sometimes there is only so much in your control, and that's the case here. WCU spent sixty-one million on a stadium renovation earlier in the decade, and sixty-one million on a football operations building in twenty fourteen. So right off the bat the one thing that, that stands out to me is we're talking about college football stadiums the best football facilities in the Pac 12 and they talk about being Pullman being a re- a tough place to recruit to and so on what does that have to do with the stadium right not at all now you could you could point out that the stadium makes things tough to recruit to but the location if they want to say it's it's a location based uh, this stadium, uh, you know, is hard to get to. Therefore, attendance is not as high as it should be. I think that's a fair point.
2: Yeah, that's it's completely accurate. But, I mean, let, let's just take uh, – we were talking about the Rose Bowl earlier. Let's use that as an example. It takes 47 minutes for UCLA students to get from campus to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. 47 minutes. You got to take a uh, – or if you're taking mass transit, it's two and a half hours. Or if you wanted to walk there, it's eight hours to get from UCLA's campus to Pasadena. Yeah, and so it's like, why? Why are we talking about location in Pullman? Because if you're in Pullman, you can get to the stadium easy. It's like fifteen minute walking
0: distance from anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. I, if I walk from my house to the stadium, it's twenty minutes. Yeah, and so, yeah. I... so interestingly enough. Uh, so you probably don't remember this actually because you haven't been around long enough. But right now, where the football ops building is on the west side of the stadium, that when I even came back to WSU, that was a, a scoreboard, right there. Okay. And then the other side of the stadium was open. They didn't have the facade there, and they didn't have the giant scoreboard. And on the other side, you know, they the reader board or whatever. It was open to those buildings across the street. And the, yes, the, the press box had been done in that renovation, right? That part had been already done. But when I was a student, that wasn't the case. It looked like a single white trailer on top. It was a little crimson trailer, very similar to what you might see at a minor league baseball stadium, very small. And I was actually, as a student, I was a stringer for the Seattle PI. And guess what? There was no way that I was sitting in the press box. They didn't have any room. And so, interestingly enough, like that was a huge upgrade to come back. They didn't have any luxury suites at the time. They didn't have any any of that kind of stuff. So no suites, no uh, club seats, none of that existed when I was a student here. Wow. It was just the just the the normal seating. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty incredible actually yeah. to think about it. But I, I mean, I jokingly say it was a single white trailer on top. So the 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 improvements have been significant in the club seating, the suites, the press box, the football ops building, uh, the the scoreboard, but I will tell you that the, the one complaint is Martin Stadium is still it's still old, right? Yep. So you you come to the stadium and it feels like the moment you walk through, it feels like a pile of concrete. Yeah, and it's not dripping water here, dripping water there. By the way, it does not look good on camera. No, it doesn't. When you are facing the north side, the student section, when those bleachers are empty, because they are bleachers, like traditional bleacher seats, metal seats, you know, which get hot or cold. So they've got the metal seats. And then, of course, you get the seat things that you can uh, rent and put up. And so on photo, it looks like there's just gaps in the seating. Because that's the way it kind of comes out, right? Yeah. It It doesn't have that monolithic, like look of all the seats are the same. So if you looked at a modern NFL stadium, for example, everything has a seat back. some of these new stadiums, the seats are kind of wide. So on the south side, on the alumni side, as they call it, you know, and the other regular fan side, uh, the seat, they've got seats with seat backs. They're, they're pretty old, right? They're very small. Uh, small seats, not as small as Fenway Park, but they're pretty small.
2: Well, I was just at SoFi Stadium watching the Rams and Eagles game mm-hmm. just this last weekend, and we were up in the nosebleeds, and those seats were awesome. They were, they had enough room, they had a little bit of cushion to them, and then you could take escalators up or elevators. And so there was a lot of different options to get up there, and that's that's the nosebleeds. Those are the cheapest seats. I can only imagine what it would be like on the 100 level or even the 200 level. Um, but I think you bring up a great point. I was talking to Matt Loveless about that concrete. He calls it the sweaty concrete. Um, you go over to Beasley, it's far worse. It's that they use that same concrete where it just it always looks wet. And like it just is like uh like dank.
0: It looks dank, you dang. Know? Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, like grimy, you know. It's just it's gonna uh,
0: smell mildewy. You got that Detroit flair with it, you know, the edge to the character. That know? was a great J-Loops impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, in terms of like taking the introduction, though, from the, you know, the, the first article that we almost did, the first mm-hmm. ranking, uh, the wins losses. I mean, the ability to have a big game there, though, the place gets crazy yeah. on big games. Big games and the the actually the later at night they are. Pac twelve after dark. Pullman is an amazing place to play Martin Stadium Geese Field on a Pac twelve after dark game.
2: Well that's the thing I wanted to, wanted to bring up is like the seating in here that doesn't say it in this one, but it said it there. It was it's thirty-two thousand, correct, Chappie? It's thirty
0: two. Like thirty-five thousand. Or
2: thirty-five. Okay. That's a more reasonable number for the turnout and fans across the Pack twelve. And so that our stadium is, a, is primarily, it's primarily it's filled up more than all the other stadiums that will be on this list because it's a, a more reasonable number. It's not like like at USC they get 70, 80,000 fans every single game. No, like I mean you might have a primetime game where it's a really true atmosphere. but just over overall arching, it's more reasonable week to week, and a, and it's a good game day atmosphere. And I think that's all that matters for Martin. Is it? It produces a good atmosphere for a football game to be played.
0: Well, according to Saturday Out West blog, oh, wow. the official capacity heading into the twenty twenty three year Martin Stadium is at thirty two thousand nine hundred. So basically thirty three thousand for Martin Stadium. Says thirty. I'm rounding up or down as it's appropriate. Thirty-six thousand yeah. for Reeser, fifty thousand for Folsom, so it makes a big jump. Okay, uh, fifty thousand for Stanford, fifty-one thousand for Arizona, fifty-one thousand for Rice Eccles there in Utah, fifty. Four thousand for Mountain America Stadium in Arizona—that's the name that you were looking for. Fifty-four thousand for Otzen. So uh, it was Sun Devils. Yeah, Cal Cal Memorial sixty-three thousand, Husky Stadium seventy thousand, the Coliseum seventy-eight thousand, and the Rose Bowl ninety-two thousand. Yeah. So so you look at—I don't consider fifty-four thousand Otzen down to be anything astronomical in size. I mean, if you're fifty-four thousand and down, I don't think that's astronomical when you consider the, the size of some of these big-time college football programs, right? Especially as you head out in Midwest to the East, right? You're you're talking Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, some of these stadiums with a hundred thousand plus, right? So and, they and the Rose Bowl up. ninety, you yeah. know, ninety-two thousand five hundred fifty-four.
2: Well, and but when you go to the Rose Bowl, like they have tarps on.
0: Large amounts of sections right. and just so, huge Michael Jordan logos. Right, so that's my point. I think is you can't say anything you want negative about Martin Stadium only holds thirty two thousand. But would you rather have thirty two thousand full, or would you rather have sixty thousand at thirty two thousand? You know, attendance there. And I think you made that point as well. Like, yeah, what's the what's the what's the the value or virtue in having empty seating?
2: And I think what has been talked about is, oh, there's. There's market uh interpolation where you can, you can get to the sixty thousand. We just need to market it better. We just need to do this and that and and it's it's not gonna get better. You're not gonna get more fans like if UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten, you're not gonna have more fans than seats, maybe for a year. But over like it's not gonna be a sustainable number and it's just wh- where they are. And so yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, now the other consideration on this one is that they are also rating they are including all the facilities in here like practice facilities and other things oh, like that okay. as well. So, just consideration on that when I read number 11 Arizona it says Arizona doesn't have anything really bad about their facilities. Or anything else for that matter. But it's always an arms race in college football, and they simply weren't keeping up. That could change in the coming years as Arizona looks to remodel the west side of the stadium after spending $60 million on the east side renovation a couple of years ago. So about 2018-ish. The Wildcats also spent $16.5 million on an indoor practice field in 2019. And in 2013, they unveiled the $72 million football ops building, which is similar to what WCU did with their football ops building. Uh, Arizona's one of the ones that I have not been to.
2: It's similar. It, it's similar to uh, Matt Lovelace's sweaty concrete. It's just hard to get a good angle of that stadium. It's just hard to get a good, a pleasing angle of the city of Tucson. Tucson is just kind of it's uh, it's low, like single story housing and like not a lot of built up, like not a lot of stories. It's very spread out. It's just it's hard to encapture. a a flattering
0: image. Isn't capture like a mix between capture and encapsulate? Uh, Somewhere in there. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways. Number 10, Utah. Utah's in the process of giving Rice-Eccles Stadium a major renovation that will allow the Utes to continue to compete at a high level and should help attract elite recruits. So in addition to what I feel is the best coach in the Pac-12, which is no longer going to be the same as we knew it, you know, I I think Utah's the best uh, coach actually, and in spite of the in spite of the fact that you know that Utah's struggling this year with injury and all that, I mean, it's funny that this says it will allow them to compete at a high level and should help attract. I, I think it's been a while since I felt like Utah wasn't competing, and wherever they were, whether you know it's Mountain West or you know something else like wherever they end up, right. Were they in the Mountain West?
2: Mm, they like were in the Big 12.
0: The Big, okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is um, not something that Utah's had to deal with. I feel like they've been very competitive for a number of years. And um, they certainly ha- have had BYU's number for a number of <laughs> years as well. Uh, and it wasn't always that way, but Utah really turned the the corner. And I, I think their their football program has been amazing. Now, again they have had some issues you know with injury this year but uh, what does that have to do with you know with their stadium Uh, it, it really doesn't but the stadium can i i see the point the stadium is is um is something that can help kyle whittingham to to recruit more players and just keep that sustainable but now of course changing conferences uh you know, who knows? So the, the renovation, it says, is projected to cost $80 million and will increase capacity by 5600 uh, boosting it from 45800 five eight to $51,400. The upgrades will include premium seating and upgraded locker rooms. Utah also has the Spence and Cleon Eccles Football Center, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I went to Utah in, must have been 2019, I went to Rice Eccles when WSU played on the road. And that was uh, for, a, uh, for a student radio uh, game down there. And renovations were already underway. So that was uh, the one caveat with the visit is, mm. is, you know, you don't have full access to the stadium because some parts of the stadium were getting renovated. It, it had that look where it had a construction look. Uh, very nice. Uh, I, I was surprised that we found parking uh, as, as well as we did. Um, And I don't know that that's always the case. Location is fantastic. I mean, you're barely right outside of Salt Lake. It's not one of those things that, you know, you travel 45 minutes off campus. I mean, it's there. It's on campus. The campus is right there uh, in, I guess it would be north Salt Lake. And the view from up top on the hill down to Salt Lake is fantastic. Yeah. Right? And I was really impressed. Of course, uh, it's also one of these stadiums that that reminds me of – of here in the fall where the leaves have turned colors, it feels like fall football, right? Mm. Now, it was a night game, and it, it stormed the whole time. There was <laughs> rain like you wouldn't believe, uh, but the stadium was really great, and it, it got, I think, fairly loud, actually, and I spent most of the game down on the sidelines. I was down on the WSU sidelines. My brother was over on the Utah sidelines. Uh, but it was uh, just a fantastic stadium, and I haven't seen it since the renovations, but I've heard that it's fantastic. For me, I'm, I, I think 10 is really, really low on this list, although the last the, the takeaway on here, the, the walk-off, is it says, we expect you to climb this ranking once the renovation is complete.
2: But I think... It it is practical I mean 50,000 in Salt Lake it's a reasonable number for turnout and I, they do fill it up quite frequently and it's just a good atmosphere when you go to Utah you're like man we're going to Utah not just because of the team but because of the fan base that s- supports them and rallies around them and you don't want to go into Rice Eccles Stadium and because it's 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 or you you go into it thinking oh this is going to be a tough matchup because of because of the stadium and I think that they're not really giving that much credit to that.
0: Yep, number nine on this list is Stanford. Now this Hopefully. one was uh, interesting to me to have Stanford where it was. I mean a lot of other lists that I've seen have had Stanford way down near the bottom, if not the bottom. It opened in 1921. Should be the farm is. I mean, the amenities are nice, right? You go there; it's everything's nice. Have you ever, have you ever considered uh, locations that were nice, but they just seem so sterile? Like the opposite of your your dank, sweaty concrete <laughs> would be something where here's this nice place, you know, and it's in the groves of the eucalyptus and oak trees on campus, and it's just a little bit too perfect. Except nobody's there. It's a capacity of fifty thousand, but. It's a quiet audience, quiet crowd, even when they do show up, uh, which is not always. Um, it's it's not big. It's not loud. I get it's confused
2: a, between if it's a golf match or if it's a football. It's, yeah, no. For
0: me, Stanford has got to be down. It's not the bottom because I've got that coming up, which surprisingly is. Further Hasn't up? shown up. Oh. A, it's, <laughs> they're ranking one ahead of. Ahead of Arizona, ahead of Stanford, that I think is just an atrocity of a football stadium. Okay. But uh, number nine was Stanford. Number eight, this is the one, Cal. Cal and Stanford seem to be in an arms race against each other, (laughs) as when one of them does something, the other will quickly fall suit. Cal gets ranked ahead of Stanford because their renovation was more recent. Other than that, they're very comparable. The Bears spent $321 million to renovate their stadium in 2012. They did. (laughs) <laughs> How much? <laughs> I know of brand new stadiums that cost almost you know $320 million and look fantastic. There's nothing in the seating bowl, anyway, about Cal that looks good. Did did, did 320 of these 320 million dollars go to seismic upgrades like to have it be seismically safe in the case? of an earthquake since it sits right on a major fault line.
2: Well, and it's on the hill. Like that's the other thing is it's like it's built
0: I think I think it's, ca- it's also not easy. It's not next no, to anything. It's not except the hill, which by the way, it's I don't I think that's an ugly hill. This is not like the mountains in Utah. This is not like Rice Eccles Mountain no. in the Wasatch. It's an ugly hill. The the stadium looks like a big concrete block. It's hard to
2: get to. I was talking to Learfield. Nobody's there. Nobody. Nobody. Le- I was talking to Learfield. The uh, sound- don't
0: say any other names. Just Learfield. Somebody from Learfield. Yeah, this one. <laughs> w- one of the. We're en- not gonna get anyone in trouble here.
2: One of the engineers, and they were ha- they were saying that it's a very difficult stadium to set up. I mean, when we go to the Rose Bowl, they can have the the uh, radio tower up on the hill, and it can uh, transport down to the stadium. But in Cal, it's just so weirdly formulated it's it's like part of the hill which is cool but at the same time it, it
0: yeah I, I completely agree with your take on that one number seven oregon state many people don't realize it but oregon state sneakily has some of the best football facilities in the country and some of the best sports yeah, it does. facilities anyway it does. uh it says Reeser will be they did a 42 million football ops building in 2017 and then 140 million dollar renovation. It says that should bump them up, and and that that renovation's done now. So Research Stadium, if uh, you've seen it, and I saw it just last year, uh, went to a game about four or five years ago, and then and then just visited the stadium last year. Oh my goodness! Like what a fantastic stadium. It it has sort of this. Uh, you know this feel. Uh, well, first of all, I love when you come in the walkways, the aisleways, the concourses. Really wide, right? And that's a problem with Martin Stadium, right? It's just not wide enough. Everyone you're, funnels. Yeah. Yeah. You you're just you're you're kind of stuck, right? So especially you get, for concessions. You get the mooing cow, you know, as you exit. <laughs> somebody starts the moo when not doing the other Huskies chant, uh, and and you just you're just kind of there, like your your cattle going through uh i didn't feel that way about research at all mm-hmm. now um now i know like oregon state's in the same boat as washington state where you know here they are all by themselves looking for a home but definitely the facilities are top notch
2: well that but here's the other thing is i i think a major difference between corvallis and washington state is corvallis is on the i-5 corridor and so you can have transport up and down. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. But it is kind of close to that I-5 corridor. So if you want to get people in there, you want a different audience in there, I think it is possible.
0: Let's point this out. How many people complain that getting to Autzen Stadium and Eugene is impossible? Nobody. Nobody. Right. Uh, Corvallis is just an hour south of that.
2: So I, it makes no sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, six UCLA. How can UCLA be number six when they play at the Rose Bowl? Well, when oh, your practice boy. facilities are miles away from the stadium, that certainly isn't ideal. The Bruins did open a state-of-the-art football center in 2017 at a cost of 65 mil, but the dividends in recruiting have yet to be recognized during the Chip Kelly era. They, I don't think UCLA should play at the Rose Bowl
2: anymore. I think that's a hot take, but I just, I, I don't think they should. It's just,
0: and it's they don't get any. They don't get fans.
2: No. They, they had a they had a deal for their student section called the Den that if you are a freshman and you haven't bought in the sports pass yet, you can go to this game for free. And then if you have bought in the sports pass, then you can bring a friend for free. They were just so desperate trying to get people in, in bums and in seats, basically. And here's the other thing that's, that's bad about Cal and it's also bad about um, th- uh, the Rose Bowl is when it's a noon kickoff, the sun is up in the sky, the way that the bowl is shaped, it's kind of like a microwave. So, like, everyone that's in it kind of gets cooked. So it, it hits the grass, and then it kind of bounces off. I can only imagine if it was a turf field. Because if it was turf, it would it would encapsulate the heat even more so. And you like, mean in capture?
0: <laughs>
2: in inca- capture? I've heard it both ways. <laughs> That's an inside joke between me and and, and, and Brandon Chapman. Um, but no, and you go look at the seats; they they have rust on them, and I guess that adds the
0: character and the history of it. That's why I brought up again the Boston Red Sox. Really, yeah. I uh, is it, is it actually a nice stadium? Is it in a good location? Any of that stuff, or does it only have the history? No, considering that it has a history, it has a history. How how much? Uh, validity? Do you give to that in a list like this, right? Uh, I, I go, man, number six. I could see that being somewhere in the middle.
2: The press box was awesome. It was really, it was a really high, top-notch press box. But as what st- they feed you, uh, it was a, uh, it was a bar. So it was like a fajita bar. So you could go. That and, sounds awesome. But it was, here's the interesting thing: the press box is broken up into two levels. There's the F level. That's where all the beat writers and then. That's on the right side of the stadium. That's where all the writers are.
0: And then the U level.
2: Well <laughs> <laughs> Well no, actually to the other side, that's like uh luxury suites. But you go up a level, the G level, that's the true Keith Jackson press box. That's where they they Pac-12 Network films the game. And that's where we were at. And so there was no food up there. It was it was a cramped little corridor to try to get the um the road box in into our little section area. It kind of like weirdly wraps around, um, but it, it was it it kind of felt kind of trailer like, but a trailer with nice amenities. Um, but it it, it was a, it was really okay, cool experience. So it
0: was a trailer, but it had a nice big TV inside. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nice number five, Colorado Boulder is definitely a top college town in America with the Rockies overlooking the campus. That location really helps them on this list. Because it's been a long time, relatively speaking, since Folsom has had a major renovation to the entire stadium. The Buffs did unveil a 177 million upgrade that included, in the north side of the stadium, a new a new Champion Center attached to the stadium with gorgeous design and features, so on and so forth. Uh, Colorado is a cool stadium, though. Colorado mm. is one that is very. It feels more quaint than than you know. Than I guess it really is. Uh, I mean, we again we we talked about what the the attendance was right what's the capacity of some of these and it's a 53,000 but it doesn't necessarily feel like 53,000
2: no it feels it feels larger i think part of it though is like the location Uh, we always talk about these stadiums having the mountains in the backdrop these guys it's it's snow-capped mountains so it's it's even it's often prettier than than normal and then and but i think the the one gripe that i would have is i i don't know if it's the right end zone or the left end zone but back you know that kind of like colorado like Mm -hmm. walk slide thing yep it always is chipping. It's always looking dirty. I don't know what's going on with that. It's really cool, but like if they just like maintain that, I think right. that would move them up. It's just maybe.
0: I mean, if they did a good job on it, I mean, again, California spent three hundred twenty-one million can't and like redid that. the whole west side of the stadium. You can't even tell. Can't believe. Looks that. terrible. No, it does. Number four, Arizona State. They finished a three hundred million dollar stadium renovation in twenty nineteen, and Tempe has never looked cooler. Uh, they did an excellent job making the facility some of the best in college football, and recruits have taken notice as the Sun Devils recruiting has taken off. It's it's funny that, like, look at the difference between $300 million for Arizona State and the 300 that Cal spent. <laughs> so Arizona's are ones that I haven't been to. I haven't been to Arizona. I haven't been to Arizona State.
2: I haven't been to Arizona State, but I've been to Arizona. Um, I I've seen a lot of... Pictures and, and walkthroughs of what was Arizona or uh, Sun Devil Stadium. Um, it, it's nice. It's a great location. Um, you, ha- you have you have kind of it's interest. It's located in Tempe where there, there's like the, the bar scene, and so it's great for like comings comings and goings and whatnot. Um, but is it conducive to a like college football atmosphere? I really don't know. I mean, the Sun Devils really haven't produced a top twenty-five team, at least in football, in in some years, and so it's it's hard to to say what's it because I I don't I've I haven't heard of Sun Devil Stadium or Mountain America selling out for quite some time. I mean, you could look that up and fact check me and when when the last time that happened was, but I think that has something to do with it. Is are you selling out the stadium because that—that's the true test of whether that stadium is—is—is a—is good or not, right, Chappy? Would when you say?
0: Yeah, I—I I mean, here's the thing: when when teams win, they sell more tickets, they get more butts in the seats, yeah. right? Uh, does the stadium itself put butts in the seats? Maybe initially, right when it's first built, first reopens, first you know. But until you win, I mean, that's, that's what's going to put people there, right? So yeah. is Autzen Stadium really is amazing, or is it because the Ducks have been perennial contenders, right? We'll get to that. Uh, number three, Washington. It says the greatest setting in college football gives Washington something that no other program can match. The view is spectacular and easily the best in college football. The Huskies renovated it in tw- 2013 for $280 million and renovated their locker room for a million bones in 2017. Okay, here's the thing. You ever gone to a hotel and it says ocean view and you're like, yeah, I can catch a little bit of the ocean if I stand in the corner of this window right here because there's a building in my way, but I can kind of look through and I see a little sliver over to the left. Yeah. Washington has an amazing setting, right? Right there on the lake when you're in the football stadium, which I've been to multiple times. times, How often do you see the actual water if you're down low? You don't. don't. You have to be up in the nosebleeds to see the water. Yeah. Right? So it's one of those things where where when people say, oh, the the view is tremendous. Like like I saw something that from was... A th- from a drone. From a drone. Right? Like is this not the greatest setting in college football? And I'm going, yeah, but you're 200 feet up.
2: <laughs> so when
0: you're at the stadium, are you 200 feet up? No. Or are you sitting in your seat, right? It's kind of like when when we went to San Diego as a family, mm-hmm. I purposely got the 300 level right behind home plate and everything. It was down low on the 300 level, but I got up there because I wanted to see some of the skyline. I didn't just want to see the field. Like I wanted to have that that feeling of the whole ambiance. Yeah. And I feel like I see this on Twitter a lot of times where or sorry, X formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Where you have some like, oh, this is the most picturesque uh, stadium, right? And a place like Appalachian State, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, when you're in the Appalachians, as we say on the west side, the Appalachians, right? Appalachian.
2: Go Mountaineers.
0: But the Appalachians, they're uh, in in that part of the country, and you get App App State, uh, anywhere, anywhere like that, you know, you could be in Boone, North Carolina, or whatever. There's deciduous trees, they, they come in. The colors are amazing, right? Yes, it is awesome to be there. But to, but if you have to go with a drone, two to six hundred feet up, to say that it is the most incredible, breathtaking sight in college football, then you've missed the fact that that's not what people do. They don't float up there, yeah. Right. And so I, I look at Husky Stadium. Is it incredible? Sure, and if you're walking down by the water, that's great.
2: Well, it's right? only th- only three stadiums in college football where you can access it via the water. It's Wash, University of Washington, Baylor, and I- I'm not 100 percent sure on what that third one was. So I, I guess that is a an a- an enemy you you could uh, an can't. amenity. Sure, that I've too. heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways. Uh, where you can have boats come in and I've done boat tailgating for the Apple Cup and that was pretty great just walking up to the stadium like that but yeah you're completely right and it's well, that conversation we brought up about the sweaty concrete it's like okay you do an aerial shot it's just like
0: concrete. it's metal yeah it's like a i mean
2: not a pleasing not a good angle
0: so big stadium though i mean it holds 70,000 people yeah. and and it can get you know i've been there when it's been pretty loud right uh, funny enough, I saw a, a lot posted lately about it, it doesn't seem as loud in Husky Stadium as it used to, right? I, and that could be because people at the games, they they go to games and they look for a different form of em- entertainment. I mean, you'll sit there and a lot of them will be on their phones, right? It's just not the same. As, ironic. <laughs> yeah, ironic. But But yes, I think that is something to consider when we talk about the greatest view, the greatest setting in college football. The setting might be true, but... Do you really get a view of the water from your seat? Well, kind of depends where you're sitting, right? If you go up pretty high, sure. If you're yeah. down low, 50-yard line, even on the end zone, right? The whatever side of the end zone that is, uh, well, there's one that you're back's going to be to the water. But I I've, I've been in some of those seats and couldn't see the water at all, right?
2: No. Well, I, I what I wanted to bring up for you was it's like Back in the day, you had a lot more Walmart Washington fans that would – didn't go to Washington, but, you know, they they, they go and they support the team kind of like the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, we right? call them Bellevue Community College graduates.
2: There you go. Right. Boingo. That too. Pumbaa. Uh, but it, it it's gotten more, like, alumni-based and student-based, and so there's not that kind of – because, like, I mean, you go to Lumen Field, that's one of the loudest settings in, in professional sports. And then you go, what, five, ten miles down the road to Husky Stadium and crickets. Compa- compared to Lumen, you know, it's just... And part of it is Lumen's architecture and the way that it's structurally sound. But I, I think fans in the Pacific Northwest have ba- bigger barreled chests that have... More uh, lung capacity than anywhere else. I, I mean, you gotta you gotta check the water or something, and maybe test some DNA and and see what that's all about. But like, I feel like Martin, toe to toe, Martin Stadium could get as loud as a packed um, Husky Stadium.
0: Yeah, number two on the list, USC. Okay, so oh boy, the Coliseum, the R, pole. Of, no. It says the pole of Los Angeles and everything that comes with it is something that that not many other teams can compete with. The Trojans renovated their stadium for $315 million in 2019. They also did 70 more million in their football ops building in 2012. You've been there.
2: Yeah. It, what do you think? It's not bad. It's not number two on this list. It's not bad. I mean, I think that's that's another one where it's like there's a lot of history in it. There's a lot of uh, – uh, la media market coming in and kind of hyping it up kind of with the same way with you know the university of washington it's in a major metropolitan area in seattle and oh look at this setting like it's just it, it's all and, and it's it's accessible um i like that there's the rose garden right outside um there's uh the stadium's okay the seating's okay uh I might put it at like a four or a five of this list. I mean, it's one of the largest in the Pac-12, and when it gets packed, it it's an incredible atmosphere. But it never gets packed, and it just it never does. Um,
0: What's funny is uh, in another list that that I I was reading, it had it as number three, and it talks about the history. You go down more history, go down more history national champions, and more history. Nothing about the stadium. No. It's all about the history that you've seen there. Yeah. Which, to me, it kind of defeats the purpose about ranking stadiums, right? So if we're just ranking history, I mean, then to me, it's maybe middle of the pack. You give it some bonus points for the history, but is it the stadium itself?
2: It was so weird trying to get up to that press box. Also, that's
0: a concrete block.
2: It is. It really is. I mean, there's the, the torch in the, what, I think it's the right end zone. You have the torch that's flaming, and you have the guardians over there. But, like, other than that, like, uh, let me give you an example. And I, we're talking to the common folk here, so you'll
0: yeah. probably. And, by the way, this report that that I'm just mentioning, this bleacher report yeah. that says Coliseum is number three, has Rose Bowl's number one. <laughs> and it's all history all history all history it doesn't even talk about the stadium at all so it's just LA, take it with a grain of salt
2: it's la media market yeah. yeah no if you ever do go to like the club or the press or press seats or uh, whatever you first if you're going to club you have to take escalators up which is kind of cool but if you want to get in there you got to take you go up one elevator where there's all these bodyguards and they like try to intimidate you. And you go up that elevator. Then you take another, ele- you take like, you go on this catwalk and you take another elevator up and then you take another catwalk where it's just like open space. Like you can see everyone in the concourse walking over and then you cross that and then you get into the press box and that's like a, it's kind of a narrow walkway um it's like you like you can barely bring a suitcase rolling through there but the at the end of the day the press boxes were nice i mean i was kind of i don't know how much information i can divulge on where i was put in that press box um but it was it was a nice setting where i was seated um if I, if i was alone um but yeah
0: it it's mid yeah <laughs> Uh, number one on the list, Oregon it says Oregon has been and continues to be the gold standard when it comes to the facilities of college football. While other schools have emulated what Oregon and Nike have done, there's still few who can compare to the Hatfield-Dowlin Complex in Eugene that was built for 68 million. The Ducks will also unveil the Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Center in 2016, which has happened already in a, at a cost of 19.2. I've been to I've been to a game at Autzen, Um the funny thing was, the game that I went to at Autzen, I didn't feel like it was as loud as everything that I had always heard. Mm. And I went to that double overtime Cougs win. Um, now, I only sat the first half, well, not even the first half, first quarter, I sat in the seating bowl. And then we got tickets from the director of Duck Tix. And because I, I met him through a friend of mine and then he, he and I were in the same fantasy baseball league for a while. And (laughs) anyway, my wife and I literally stayed at his apartment in Eugene and, and that was uh, a ton of fun. Uh, and then we, we stayed the three quarters in the IMG suite, right? We were the only Cougs up there, of course. So (laughs) food and beverage and, and, uh. Everything like that. And uh, I will tell you, everybody there, I've heard horror stories about how terrible the fans that were there and all this and that oh. everybody there was completely 100% nice to us. And we were all decked out in our Kooks gear. We got high fives from people. Thanks for coming down for the game. like after we had already beat them. What is that? That wasn't even close to what I had heard.
2: They're at, the most bipolar fan base. Well,
0: Oregon State's fans were fantastic when we were there. Yeah, there was one guy who was just a little bit two sheets to the wind, <laughs> and he was taken away by the state police. You know, they escorted him out. Right. Well, uh, yeah. I think we have some security and some uh, city police. You know, I I guess we probably have state patrol at some of our games as well. But they just kind of let things go. But
2: it's ma- it's mostly the cadets. It's the WSU cadets. Yeah. Switch but but they had a,
0: they had several state patrol or state police there, and they were they were ushering out people <laughs> that were, <laughs> they were against the f- the uh, family friendly version of things. But but I was actually uh, I mean I was impressed. It's it's a it's a strange like old school. You know the walkways. You know the ramps. Kind of like the old kingdom had their big ramps on the outside of the hmm. stadium and and. Um, you know, and then they have the, the huge field house for, like, pregame. Just, uh yeah, really interesting, fun time. I mean, we did a park and ride and then rode the shuttle in, and, and it worked great. You know, we just, we really enjoyed uh, our trip to Eugene and our trip to Autzen Stadium. Fantastic stadium. I mean, is it number one on the list? I, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I, I could tell you more about this next week.
0: It I... is historically seen as one of the toughest places to play yeah, but I don't know how much of that again is the stadium. I didn't hear it that loud even in the double overtime like or is it just because the teams have been good?
2: Yeah, well and I think another factor is the weather. Never rains in Autzen Stadium. That's what they always say.
0: <laughs> That's the funny thing, because it did rain when we were there. <laughs> so after the first quarter it started to rain. and so we went up to the uh, to the IMG suite, you know, which is Learfield, I guess now. Oh, okay. So very interesting. Wow, give me your take. overall on this one now, this one, with the asterisk, with the the caveat that they were talking about overall facilities, not just stadiums, and it's it's uh, three years old. And there have been some some uh, facility improvements, although they noted some of those, like Utah. They said we expect Utah to climb this ranking. Uh, good take or bad take?
2: Uh, overall, it's an okay take. It's not like like it's a safe take. What they with the t- with the takes they made safe? It's very safe. Like it's very generalized. And like I said, you you put the smaller stadiums at the bottom, and you got the larger stadiums up at the top, because I just think that that's,
0: yep, that's and that's primarily number one why I say it's a bad take. They just straight up went by, you know, (laughs) except for except for the Rose Bowl, which they threw in at number six. But I don't feel like they did a good job with their own uh, their own criteria. So if they're going to use history as a reason to to bump USC up to number two, then why didn't they follow the bleacher report list and put the Rose Bowl up? Well, here's
2: the other thing, too, is they also threw in, they tacked on the athletic facilities. What's the athletic facilities like? I know for a fact that Oregon and USC, their athletic facilities are, like, top-notch. Like, they got uh jacuzzi bath bubbles that will give you a massage and and help you reach nirv- nirvana where Kurt Cobain's going to give you a, a a holy blessed ceremony and, and a hot
0: stone massage
2: Exactly and and Tupac's still alive inside of Autson Stadium and you know what
0: I I just I've <laughs> been wondering where he was alive we we know he's still alive he's out there somewhere
2: Yeah man he's going to be at the the court proceedings down in Las Vegas with the the guy that supposedly shot him. I I, I you get you know what I'm saying? It's just they they're, they throw in all this other stuff that's like oh this is amazing this is amazing like and that makes it okay. But what we're, we're doing here is strictly I think stadiums. Okay,
0: take would probably be a good way to, to put it.
2: Yeah, it's a snooze. It's yeah. like uh, I, it doesn't get me up in the morning. Be like
0: yeah yeah. This list was a snooze.
2: It was a snooze.
0: And you're not a snoozy
2: guy. Uh-uh, man. Uh, yeah, g- give me some loogies. I don't want to snooze. What? Hey, snooze and booze. I, uh, just get, get, uh,
0: a monster energy drink is for chappies. Yeah, that's right. Voltage. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That's This is good take, bad take for this week. And we'd love to know if you think our good take, bad take, take is a good take or a bad take. We'd love to know. Are we off? Are we totally off base? Wait a minute here. I'm, I, I'm getting word. Yeah, uh, oh, okay, I'm going to let him Ricky.
2: take the microphone.
1: Hey, hey, how you doing? It's Johnny Lupinacci. Uh I uh fellas, I'm sorry I'm sick today, but uh I th- I think uh you you guys did a good one. Good one here. Good take.
0: Uh You know Johnny's from Detroit. He's not from Buffalo. Ah <laughs> uh, same difference. Uh
1: it's all in the continental United States. Uh USA. Yeah, we're not we're number 1. Number one always. America. Uh, it, it's better. Ba- it's ba- I say th- these stadiums. Nothing. This is uh, this is too sweet and cake over uh, anything in Detroit. Detroit Me- is the just- Bronx it's 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 flavorful uh, like uh, you, you guys are wussies when it comes to this if you go I'll show you I'll show you the true stuff in Detroit we, we show you the true grunt, gruntman grind this is this is the true stuff so uh, good take fellas and uh, we'll catch you next week on the next episode
0: <laughs> some things you can't unhear and that's <laughs> and that's a wrap on this week's good take bad yeah. take when we come back uh in the next couple of weeks we're gonna have a, a Halloween movie special oh wow right so make sure you spread the word right because we're gonna we're gonna break down a list of ranking Halloween movies that'll be a fun one Let me say one quick
2: thing I would like to thank the athletic departments of USC UCLA, and going to be Oregon for inviting student radio to come to their stadium to go to their press box and call games Um, being accessible like that giving us that opportunity thank you to the KUGR donors uh, everyone that's supporting KUGR for um, helping uh, students like me to have these opportunities to go to these stadiums and have an opinion say that yeah I have an opinion on these press boxes because I, I had that opportunity so just wanted to put that caveat i didn't mean to crap on any of the athletic departments they do an awesome job i had an awesome time every stadium i went to awesome communication and whatnot but um we just wanted to be very even keeled and honest
0: minus you dub have a great week everybody